guys, welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to help you become a master artist of life. You can create the life that you've always imagined. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. This was a very interesting week for me. So actually, it was just like the past three days that felt like I was at the top of the world, like the top of the mountain feeling. I was so inspired and fulfilled and proud of myself. And then it kind of like dropped down. It was like a giant asteroid like squashed me until I was like on the floor underground, just like at the lowest low feeling so bad about myself. And then like yesterday, which was Thursday, was like picking myself back up and being humbled and just like leveling off. <laughs> so I I don't even know how to begin this. Today, I feel like just telling you about my week as if you're a friend. I don't have anything prepared. I didn't take notes. I'm just going to talk. So what happened was on Wednesday, I had this huge shoot for my channel for the secret project i mean it's a huge shoot for me because i've never shot anything this complex for my channel on lavender so it was really exciting for me the idea is i've been dreaming of creating this interview series on my channel called artist of life where i would feature real inspiring amazing people who are real great examples of true artists of life. So I feel like I know a lot of people in my life who are doing awesome things and I would love to feature them because I feel like it's just great to get different perspectives, different stories, and I can't tell all these life lessons on my own. I really don't know everything. I'm not the... I know that I have a limit to what I can share and so I just would really love to put other people up on this platform so that more people could learn from them. And I really thought of this idea like in 2014, like right after I just started my channel. And I was like, how cool would it be if I like brought on all these cool people that I know in my community? Because I've been in this entertainment, creative, entrepreneurship community for a while. And basically I made a list of people that I would love to bring on my channel. And I just kind of stopped right there. <laughs> I didn't really work much on it after that. I just had the idea sitting there on my to-do list in the back of my mind. And I was like, okay, I'll get to it when I'm ready. You know, when you say that, like you're never going to feel ready. So you never get to it. And because it's such a big project that required me like gathering a crew and asking other people for help, like I kind of just put it off because me, my natural tendency, especially lately, is I really like to work on my own. I like to have full control over everything that I do. And you, there's a limit to that. I know that there's a limit because you can't do everything. But really, like one of the hardest things for me and one of my weaknesses is asking people for help. It's hard for me to ask people for help because like I don't want to bother other people. I don't want to take up people's time for myself. I feel a little selfish doing that. And I mean, I'm just kind of shy. It's scary to ask people. I know like, I know they say that when you ask people, people are always willing to help. But sometimes you don't know. I think there's that little chance of rejection and failure that's scary because they can always say no. And I'm trying to learn to get over that. You know, even if they say no, it's not a big deal. Like you just, you have to ask. But for me, it's really like 
garnering up that confidence to message that person on Facebook, which might sound ridiculous to some people, but I guess for introverts, it is hard to like do that and to make contact and be proactive in that sense. So literally for the longest time, that has been holding me back. And also like I have other things on my to-do list. It's so easy to just like work on what's immediate and like push those big projects aside and never really start on them. So while I was in Europe, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do these things that have been on my to-do list for the longest time. And it's like, I'll take things off my to-do list if I'm honest with myself. Like, okay, honestly, I don't want to do this. And then I'll take it off. But like this, I really, really, really wanted to do it. I really want to see it on my channel. I was just waiting for like the time that I felt ready. But I was like, you know what? You just have to go. Start start messaging your videographer friends and just ask around. Start message, messaging the people you want to interview. So when I came back, I finally gathered up that courage to message my friends, my videographer friends, and also my friend Karen, who's a photographer that I knew I wanted to interview. I Karen was at the top of my list. If you guys follow my Instagram, she's in a recent photo, Karen Rosalie underscore She's amazing. She was the photographer for Chriselle Lim. I even mentioned her in like my first podcast when I was talking about my friend who was a photographer traveling around the world, going to fashion weeks and stuff. So yeah, I finally did it. And on Wednesday, we had our shoot and I was nervous for it. But I mean, I, I just had to throw myself out there and I told myself, I don't mind what happens. That's the mindset that I always try to have when I'm nervous about something because whether it goes well or it doesn't go well, if you don't mind what happens, then it's okay. And all that matters is that you learn from the situation. So whether it's good or bad, like you're going to learn something. That's the mindset I want to have every time I'm nervous about something. If you guys are new here and you're confused what I mean when I say I don't mind what happens, like I explain it all, that whole mindset in a video on my channel called Words of Wisdom, episode two, Simple Mindset for Happiness. So I went into the shoot and surprisingly, everything flowed pretty smoothly and we even finished a little bit earlier than expected and I was actually really impressed at how well I did for the interview because it was my first time doing that kind of interview for this channel and I don't know it just went really well and I felt so grateful for the people that I brought together for that first shoot and I felt really fulfilled because it's been a creative dream of mine to do this for so long that and I neglected it for so long that it just it feels so good to finally like complete that circle you know what I mean like you know when you have a huge task on your to-do list that you put off for so long and then you finally do it it feels so good so that's how I was feeling for a lot of Wednesday evening after the shoot and I wrote an email and a blog post about it yada yada so later on that evening I go to my boyfriend's house and usually I like continue working there for a little bit while he does his thing so my friend's boyfriend's 30th birthday is tonight and she wanted me to make a geo filter on snapchat for him so I designed this like 
really cartoony, funny geo filter that we're gonna use tonight. And I was really proud of what I created. So you can see like my creative energy is so flowing this day because I had the shoot and I came back, I was like designing stuff that I was really proud of. And when I finished it, I was like dying to show Wilson because when I'm proud of something, I wanna share it. So as I was telling him about like what a great day I was having and I was gonna show him this new creative thing that I created that I was so proud of, he was like, oh wait, before you tell me, I have something funny to tell you. So let me rewind it here. So a week ago, I helped my boyfriend take photos for this dog front seat cover that he's selling. So he sells a bunch of dog products on Amazon and I usually help take his photos for him, do his like design, all that stuff. And sometimes I get really cranky because he asked me to do a lot and he always asked me to do things last minute. And I always make time for it because I feel like I do wanna help. But at the same time, I have my limits to how much I can help because I'm not an expert at everything that he needs me to be. So I went to take those product photos for him for that dog car seat. And I told him like, okay, I'll take the photos for you, but you have to pick the pictures because I don't like picking the good pictures out of like 200 photos. So he was like, okay. And then later on when we got together to like work on the photos, he didn't pick the photos yet. And he was like, no, I want you to pick them. I like your eye better, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like cranky, you know? So I ended up picking out the photos and editing them to the best of my ability. I know I'm not like a professional product photographer editor, but I mean, I did my best and I can tell when he's not like super satisfied with it, but I'm like, I don't know what else to do with this photo. That's what I can do. Fast forward to when he told me he had something funny to tell me, he was like, oh yeah, Tony saw your pictures on my Amazon page and was like, oh my God, those are disgusting. Wilson, send me those photos. Let me edit it for you. I'll fix it for you. Let me fix it. So he sent the photos to Tony. Tony edited them really professionally. They looked really great. And then Wilson used Tony's photos. So I was like, why didn't you just ask Tony in the first place? Like he always makes me do things because I'm just easy. You know, your girlfriend's always there and she knows Photoshop, blah, blah, blah. And I just got mad. And I was also sad because it was such a blow to my creative ego that his high school friend Tony was better at Photoshop than me and I take pride in my ability to like design and create things as an artist I think that's that's like the weak point in artists like you take you attach yourself to your work and I think that's what happened even though I didn't care about these dog seat cover photos it really hurt <laughs> that I did a shitty job compared to this other guy that is not a typical creative person. Tony doesn't take pride in being good at Photoshop. He just gets the job done. He also sells stuff online. So, so I just felt really hurt and I started crying and I kind of started to throw a fit because I was cranky, I was mad. I was also at my PMS peak at this point. So Wednesday and Thursday, I was totally in that emotional roller coaster state. So what I felt like was I was so proud of myself that day. I really like conquered a huge mountain. And then also I created this really cute Snapchat filter that I was really proud of and I was about to show it off. And before I could show it off, Wilson like punches me in the heart and soul. And I felt like it was a blow to my creative ego, which I know shouldn't I shouldn't have that creative ego in the first place, but it's hard as an artist like, 
you attach yourself to your work sometimes. It's hard to detach. So I was just really hurt and I cried and cried and cried. And, you know, when when you start crying, you start thinking of other reasons and other things to cry about. And I, But really, I just felt like shit. I felt like I was worthless at that point. I felt like I thought I was good at something, but... I was really not. <laughs> and, you know, you can go to those extremes when you're very emotional. But ultimately, the lesson is like, as an artist, you really can't be attached to your work. And I, I'm not sure if this is like something that's built up over many, many, like a long time. But I don't know. I really, really blew up Wednesday night. Like I haven't cried that hard in like over a year. I wrote some things in my digital journal that I'll read for you right now. So I wrote this while I was crying that night, I was like, lessons learned. Even if I do my best, it might not be good enough. And that's okay. <laughs> Each time I try is an opportunity to learn. And here I'm presented with an opportunity to learn how to edit product photos better. Like I was just so mad. But at the same time, I was like, make Tony tell me how he did it. <laughs> and I was like mad, but I wanted to learn at the same time because I'm like, Ugh, I just, I just, I can't stand not being good. I think what it was that hurt the most was I gave my best and my best wasn't good enough. And someone else who's not even like good at that thing like did better than me. And I don't know, it just squashed me. It squashed me. I'll continue reading. Don't get attached to my work. I am not my work. How good my creative work is does not reflect who I am as a spiritual being. It just reflects my skill level at the moment, which is constantly growing and evolving. It's okay. You have to fail to learn. Also, don't take things so seriously. Don't take anything too personally. It's not about you. Your work is not your baby. Learn not to care. So what I did was I really attached my value to that piece of work that I created, even though it wasn't even something that I was really proud of necessarily, but I feel like that's a problem that artists do and that's where a lot of fears come from. It's like when you create something, you attach your value and your worth to it and if people tells you it sucks, that hurts you a lot and that's what keeps artists from like creating more and that's that's actually what a lot of artists are scared about they're scared that people aren't going to like their work and so it stops them from creating it or putting it out and the problem is being attached and caring about what people think in the first place and also attaching that value of the work to your value as a person your work does not define you you are worthy you are amazing and beautiful regardless but I know sometimes it can get the best of you and it can hurt. And that's what happened to me, I think. So I woke up the next morning with like bloated eyelids and eye bags. Like, you know, when you cry so much and you sleep while you cry, like your eyelids are just so puffy. I just couldn't stand like facing the world. And I think Thursday, like the day after, I still wanted to cry all day. And it's probably PMS, but I was just in that weird emotional state and... I wanted to record a podcast on Thursday. That's when I usually record a podcast, but I just couldn't get myself up to work. And I felt like Thursday, I spent the whole day picking up the pieces of 
what was destroyed and it's okay you know what you know what was destroyed my creative ego because it was so humbling to just like be reminded that I'm not I'm not perfect I'm not all that I'm not that great and it's kind of like you go from being on the top of the world to being squashed to feeling like you're nothing and you're worthless and then after that you have to kind of like climb back (laughs) up the mountain climb back out of that like ditch until you're level and you're on solid ground and you're okay again and I think that's what yesterday was for me I spent many hours just watching interviews of people that I admire if you guys know who Margaret Zhang is she's like a fashion photographer blogger creative director she's so inspiring and she's like younger than me but I was watching interviews of her for hours and then later in the night I spent some time like revisiting old videos and I watched like videos of me singing since I was like 18 or 19 in 2007 2008-ish and it was nice to like be reminded of where I came from and then I I kind of had to build up my confidence back yesterday and this whole thing might sound really stupid to some of you out there but I, I want to share it because I know that there are some creative people out there who can relate and I thought that I was okay and very stable and detached from my work but I actually it's I create every day and I do get attached to my work when I'm proud of it and it's something that I wasn't really aware of until this blow up so yeah I might have to revisit the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert because she talks about this exact thing, not getting attached to your work, not feeling like your creative work is your baby because it's not your baby. Your work is like something you create. You are your work's baby because you grow as you create something. And when you let it out in the world, like it doesn't belong to you and it's not attached to you, like don't care about what happens to it. It's something that I knew logically. I've heard these lessons before, but it's harder to like live that as a creative person. So if any of you are interested in creativity and this area of like breaking those blocks and detaching yourself, etc., like some books would definitely be Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. Those are like my three favorite artist creativity books. Now that I think about it, the reason I was so scared to start that interview series project was because I was afraid of that failure. I was afraid that my creativity wasn't good enough to make it as good as I wanted to be in my expectations. And moving forward, I think I have to stop caring as much. (laughs) you just have to like not care create things do your best but your best is not always going to be perfect it's not always going to be good enough and that's life that's okay and all that matters is that you keep going you keep learning and just gain something from every experience that you encounter so blowing up crying over this little little thing crying over like someone telling me my photos were ugly and bad like that taught me something and it showed me a weakness that I have that I wasn't aware of previously and now I am just gonna keep going 
keep working on it and just stop caring about what anyone thinks about anything I create. (laughs) So that's today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you can relate or if you have any of your own stories to share, please do share on my blog, lavendare.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. Feel free to tweet me anytime. I love Twitter. I love Snapchat. Lavendare for everything. Thanks for tuning in. My name's Eileen and you just listened to The Lavendaire Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. Bye.